watch how? this? How? 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 How do you watch this? Dude, I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to How Do You Watch This, a movie review podcast where each week we recommend a movie to the other person in the genre we love and they don't. My name is Megan and I love romance. My name is Demi, and I love horror. And this and... is a romance week. Yes, it is. The best week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I enjoyed my movie, so. Okay, go ahead. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad romance week, I'd say. It's a good okay, one. well, that's good. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to hear your thoughts, feelings, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I have a lot to say about this, and I hope you have content because I'm, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will do my best to answer all your... I did read, like, a number of interviews, so... Okay, good. I'll see what I'm capable of <laughs> filling you in on. So, the movie Megan gave me it was The Illusionist, and mm-hmm. it is a 2006 mystery genre, and this and is And it's for... one of three, three, like, ghosty, magician-y, illusionist movies that was released that year. What's, so there's another one. What's the there other was one? another one. I think it was called The Scoop or something, but it also had Hugh Jackman in it. Let me look. What the fuck? He Scoop? was in The Prestige, but he was also yeah. in. There was another one that he was in. He loves uh magician movies, I guess. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't though? It's true. Uh, let's see. Okay, two thousand six. You sure it was Hugh Jackman? No, at least that's what I read. See all okay. movies and let's yeah, He was very busy in 2006. Yeah. It was called Scoop. Scoop? What? Oh, maybe not. Like ice cream scoop? <laughs> yeah, it was called Scoop. Oh, not, I see I don't here. Know that it doesn't say comedy, anything about magic in it. Comedy crime? Directed um, by Woody Allen. Uh, Yikers. Okay, there's some sort of like tarot stuff. So okay. I mean tarot okay. is not magic. It's not real. Really. Yeah. Um <laughs> anyway, it was just like a fun fact I had seen, so I don't know the accuracy of it, but that's what they had uh That's pretty wild. Said. That's funny. Yeah. Especially that Hugh Jackman's in two of all. This is for our common thread hidden gem, if you don't remember. Huh? And so the director for this is Neil Berger, and he's a pretty bigger director. Uh-huh. He directed uh-huh. quite a bit of decent shit. Uh, uh-huh. he did that uh, the divergent series. <laughs> Did he do the diversion? Stop. I did not realize. Oh, my God. So my snapshot is Eisenheim is an amazing illusionist who reunites with his young love, forbidden to be together due to social status. A tragic event causes Eisenheim to mess with ghostly forces while the chief inspector attempts to end Eisenheim's career. Okay. Let's hold jump right in. You want to say anything before I start? I will. I'll say that uh, I chose this one for Hidden Gem because I feel like it's not spoken about, especially not in the romance sense. I almost never mm-hmm. see it on various lists. So I don't really see it talked about much. I don't really hear it spoken about much. And I was in love with this movie when I first came out. When I watched mm-hmm. it, I was charmed. I was dazzled. <laughs> I did not see the ending coming. So that was okay. really fun for me. Yeah, so... I was I also like it's, dis- it's definitely romance because when yeah. I started watching it, I was wondering if maybe it didn't feel super romancy because of uh-huh. everything else. But I would definitely yeah. say romance is a a big factor in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I I had loved it. So 
this was definitely for the longest time Shouldn't... this was my favorite movie okay i would say for for a good chunk of time to the point where i if you remind me later i had a flashback revelation while watching this movie oh. of how i had used to dream of being proposed to so i will let me write that down so we don't forget okay. <laughs> i'll try to remember dream proposal <laughs> and honestly the fact that i have forgot about it until now and it's now too late for this to be my dream proposal is very disappointing but whatever well, i'm sure it's got to be pretty incredible yeah. honestly yeah. so all right so we'll we'll jo- <laughs> yeah well if travis doesn't even want to give you a fucking magic birthday i know i'm gonna I assume know. he probably wouldn't have pulled off whatever this oh, proposal will so be right you're so, so right. um trash anyway yeah next time right (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm starting (laughs) okay okay so the moving oh god good you got this uh, i gotta breathe okay i'm nervous all right (laughs) the movie opens and we see a man on stage this man is eisenheim the illusionist he is played by edward norton Uh, Mm A great actor, although I don't like him that much. It didn't reduce any points in the movie, but I will say... Why don't you like like him that much? He just, like, I don't know. He kind of, like, he doesn't creep me out, but he just gives me, like, this icky vibe. It's kind of, like, is the vibe you get, like, pretentious art school male student who is very privileged? Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, because that's the vibe... I, I yeah I hear he's kind of a dick too so yeah I will say one of the things and this was across the board with like both the the interview I saw with the director and was with Edward Norton and this really bothered me is the first thing they all say about Jessica Biel's character is the first thing they say about why she got the position is her timeless mm. beauty and I'm like wait and downplay her actual talent okay, like yeah, yeah she's oh. easily the most talented in this movie yeah, and, I was, yeah. I mean, she's stunning, of course. Of but... course, she's stunning, but that's not like everyone knows say, that. Yeah, like off, like duh. You look at her and you're like, yeah, of course she's beautiful. You don't have to be like she got the part B. She's beautiful. Oh yeah, and she's talented. I was it's like, like oh. all these. Yeah, it, I feel like a lot of because even Margot Robbie was saying that she didn't want to be known for like her beauty in these movies. So that's why she uh-huh. kind of did movies that she didn't have to be really pretty for. Yeah, and I respect that because I feel like a lot of these women that are gorgeous like that get stuck in these fucking roles because right. hollywood is gross and it's like these yes. are very talented women and they're more than their beauty so. exactly but uh, anyway edward anyway. norton <laughs> yeah so like i said it didn't reduce any points that he was the main character obviously because he's okay. a great actor but i don't like him as a romance option especially next to jessica beale who deserves i mean he, everything she, she's way out of his league so absolutely let's be honest <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it was, and like, he, his goatee. I was like, just going to say, I was uh, literally just about to say the goatee, like, it really. It did nothing for him. No, it was it was a problem. <laughs> I was not uh, pleased about it. <laughs> but anyway, enough about his looks. Um, <laughs> the, the theater is packed with people, including a lot of officers waiting on the sideline. So at this point, we're thrown in the middle of something, and the movie is leaving the audience wondering what is actually going on here. Eisenheim then starts producing this ghostly figure it's a little bit of like a, mm-hmm. a little spirit looking thing mm-hmm. and the crowd starts going wild and they start saying that's her that's her but we don't see like what it is like i said we're not given a lot of information at this point 
And then after that happens, the chief inspector, Walter Uhl, and I kept calling no. him Walter, but then everything online kept calling him Uhl, so yeah. I'll just call him Uhl. Yeah. Um, it's he's not as, by- like, <laughs> cool. It's like that. It's like a strange name to say, Uhl, but yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Walter's easier, but it's but then- fine. Um, he's played by Paul Giamatti, and he was also mm-hmm. really great in this movie. Oh my god, he did... His he face was, is just... He just yeah. has really good facial acting. <laughs> yeah, no, he was really, really impressive. I was very impressed by his acting in this. So he goes on to pretty much say that he's going to arrest Eisenheim for basically, like, necromancy and mm-hmm. doing creepy shit. So that's the most we see, and it, it cuts to Ool discussing a bit about Eisenheim and then it cuts to the very beginning like where mm-hmm. Eisenheim came from do and you... just to like <laughs> make a comment about how when they do the the flashback they make it look like they filmed it with old-timey grainy footage oh. it's like a little sepia toned yeah it's it's, it's pretty cool got, yeah it's like got a distorted quality to it and the director said he wanted aspects of like the when you various parts of the film have those like suddenly it'll go into almost like an old film tiny film Mm -hmm. like stutter or like the framing is is off and he wanted it to feel uncanny and like a little bit like that feeling of watching magic or yeah um, just having the movie took place in 1900s right like early yes yeah uh let me actually look because it is based on somewhat Events. It's like before TV, so people just went to see magic shows. Yeah, in the late 1800s. Okay. Um, at least that's the incident it's based on is in the late 1800s. Okay. So humble beginnings. Eisenheim, whose real name is Ed- Edward. Edward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's the son of a cabinet maker, and he supposedly this thing was like so goofy. He supposedly becomes interested in magic after encountering an old traveling magician (laughs) and the traveling magicians start doing like crazy shit and i was like is this a wizard like is this real magic because he's like changing things into a flute and then the flute's flying and then he supposedly just disappears (laughs) with the tree with next to and like this is just it's just stories you know yeah um, it's like the lore down. that has been yeah. spread about Eisenheim <laughs> that people are like, this is what's happened to him. Right. Um, so I was like, what the fuck? And so I'm thinking, I'm like, is this going to be like real magic? Because it's not what I'm expecting. So <laughs> anyway, Edward starts practicing magic and illusions. And one mm-hmm. day he meets the Duchess von Treschen, a.k.a. Sophie. And they're both young at this point. And they had this little relationship and she sneaks around to see him because he's a poor boy and she's basically a princess. So they can't Uh be seen together. God forbid. Uh And so they have this cute little romance and he gives her, he makes this wooden pendant for her and it's like you twist it a certain way and it Uh opens up and there's like a goofy little photo of him inside. (laughs) (laughs) She, of course, loves it. It's very cute. And so they decide they want to run away together. But then Sophie gets caught, and before they get caught, she's like, make us disappear. And he, like, tries, and I'm like, bro, you know magic isn't real. What are you doing? (laughs) But it was was cute. He he really tried, so, I mean, it would have been nice, but. Yeah. uh, And he's very lucky he wasn't fucking killed, because that would have been a real crime. When they're caught in the dark together alone. He was like a peasant. They could have just fucking killed him and thrown him in a ditch and no uh-huh. one would have said anything, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but he they let him go. And so after that, he decides to leave home and travel. And he 
starts going by the name Eisenheim. I don't know no. how he brought that name up. I don't know if there's any information on that. It's yeah, a cool pro- name. Probably but... if I had read the short story, I would know the origins. But mm. um, even though the short story is only 20 pages, guess who didn't do it? Me. I, <laughs> I actually forgot it was based on a short story. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So, Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. So like I say, he travels around for 15 years and then ends up in Vienna. And he puts on these incredible illusion performances. And even for me, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Because I'm like, that's magic. And then I was like looking then, stuff up. I'm like, damn, some of these were like legit. I think all dude, of them were like real they were tricks. All... But yes. in the movie, they use CGI. So that's why it felt fake. I don't know why they so, decided to do that. So the reason why is because the director wanted to give the same feeling that those people in the audience would have had watching mm-hmm. those effects so basically he said he took real life magic tricks and turned them up 20 percent. so okay. so that it's makes sense. all like the every illusion that's done in the movie is an illusion that was Brilliant. done at some point in time however they use the cgi to make it more impressive so that the yeah. viewer in modern times could feel that same level of awe that maybe you would feel back before you knew all about the mechanics and right. other sorts of modern technologies. Yeah, because the one trick he does, he like takes an orange, like a seed from the orange, uh-huh. puts it in a pot of soil, and then it starts growing into a tree like uh-huh. immediately, and it produces more oranges. And I was like, God damn, that's pretty cool. Well, the orange thing, that one... That's what made me start doing research on the magic tricks because I was like, mm-hmm. it's like there's no way that one is real. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't like, you know, what? where did that come from? And then apparently that one actually was a trick that was done. Did you look yep. into that trick at all? Um, I looked, so I know it was a Houdini trick. Um, Not Houdini, Houdin. So Houdini. There's two Houdins. <laughs> so I know I learned a lot. I learned a lot in my research. Oh my um, gosh. Houdini took his name from Robert Houdin, who oh. was a magician. And Dean I guess that makes was... sense because Houdini is not that old. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Dean is the person who created the orange trick where basically he would like lay a seed on the ground and then put a piece of paper on top of it and then play like a flute or whatever to make yeah. it move. And then he would remove the paper and the tree would be growing and basically... What it was was just a series of mechanics, and inside of the tree branches were little, like, slots that would open, and it didn't look like the way he made it. It looked like the orange was growing from it, (laughs) and he would take out a real orange and then cut it open and show everyone a real orange, so... It's it was a trick that was done. It just yeah obviously was not done to yeah, the effect that we different. saw on screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a pretty cool trick. So he does that and a few more things, and he's getting very popular. And in the crowd is the inspector Ool that we saw in the beginning, and he's really loving a performance. It's very different, opposite vibes than what it was yeah. when we saw him earlier. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what happens here. What does Eisenheim yeah. do? So. Ool and some of his men go to inspect the theater because the crown prince Leopold is going to attend tonight's show. Mm-hmm. So Ool admits that he's dabbled with magic and is interested in it. And he really wants to know how the orange tree is 
trick uh-huh. is done. But Eisenheim is very hush-hush about it. But okay. he shows him a different trick. And they have, like, a good, friendly conversation together. Very, that other very... trick that he showed mm-hmm. him. So it's a trick where you, like, put a ball in your hand and, like, lift it up to your, your head. And basically you figure out which hand it's in based on the blood rushing from your hand. Yeah. The amount of times I did that trick with my siblings after watching <laughs> that movie. I just, like, had... We like it's we a did good it trick. Point, yeah, we did it to the point where it didn't work because we had done it so many times that between different hands that you're oh there's gosh. no blood in either hand. <laughs> so that night the crown prince is there and he's there with Sophie. Surprise, surprise. And then, and then she is the his lady and she is played by Jessica Beal. So Eisenheim during the show, he does his thing and then for his final trick, he asks for a volunteer and he's talking a little bit about death and what it means to die. He needs someone who isn't afraid of death. And the prince volunteers Sophie because he's a little bitch. And so she's walking up and Eisenheim realizes who she is after her name is said. And so he realizes who she is, but she doesn't recognize him still. He even asks her, like, do you know me? Yeah, she's like, no. Because yeah. young uh, Eisenheim was played by Aaron Taylor Johnson and does not look like Edward Norris. <laughs> nope. So for this trick, he pretty much kind of does this little hypnotizing thing in front of her. And she puts on this robe and he has her stand in front of this big mirror and wave to her reflection and then bow uh-huh. to it. And then as she bows, the reflection doesn't bow. And then... Uh-huh. Uh, another reflection is behind the reflection and just kills it with a sword. I'm yep. like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and Sophie, like, looks behind her, but no one's behind her. It's just in the mirror. And then from the body, like, a ghostly spirit comes from it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh-huh. wow, okay, this is a little crazy. And... Yeah, this is a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it kind of spooks her and causes Sophie to yeah. like, fall back, but Eisenham catches her, of course. Yes. But it was, like, a, a real fucking creepy performance. Yes. And it was so impressive that the prince met with him to pretty much ask him to do a, not ask, he demanded it, a (laughs) private performance at the palace. And so at this point, we get multiple bits of dialogue that the prince is pretty much a scumbag. Uh And if you couldn't tell from how he looked, he looked like an asshole. (laughs) And he supposedly murdered a woman, Uh but I think it was pushing her off a balcony or something. Yeah. And so Eisenheim's hearing all this and he is not happy because Sophie is his girl, supposedly. Yeah. So the next day he ends up getting a letter from Sophie and they meet inside of a carriage, which seems a little scandalous. I'm like, yes, Sophie, very what, are you, scandalous. what are you doing? I know. It's a little risky. And so she realizes who he is. I guess she figured it out last night or thought about it. Okay. And so they're talking and she's still wearing the pendant, which is really cute. Uh-huh. And one of Ul's goons is keeping watch of Sophie to make sure she's safe. And he does see her talking, like, leaving the carriage with Eisenheim. So they were talking. And so this leads to Ul pretty much asking Eisenheim what the relationship is. And Eisenheim was like, you know, we were young. Fr- we were friends when we were young. Nothing more than that. So Ul kind of decides that there's no real threat here. Like, it's fine. Uh-huh. It's not a big deal. But they're kind of keeping more of a close eye on everything. Yeah. So at the palace performance, Eisenheim's doing his thing and the crown prince is interrupting uh-huh. and is like, oh, you probably did this like this and this. And Eisenheim's like, whatever. The crown prince is trying to IRL, like in real time. I don't know why I said IRL. In real time, 
he's trying to deduce how everything what happened and was how the magic happened and everyone in the audience is like dude just like yeah let it happen down enjoy the show yeah so then eisenheim decides to embarrass the prince was just probably not a good idea but yeah that was a super horrible idea so eisenheim asks to see the prince's sword and he has this very pretty bedazzled sword and he takes the sword and sticks in the ground somehow it's not like he doesn't stick in the ground it's like floating but it's stuck on the ground Based on electromagnetism, <gasps> apparently. I mean, uh, in real life, I don't think that a sword would stand on its sword tip with a magnet. No. I think it would fall over, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. So it's sticking up, and he's pretty much talking about, like, King Arthur and only the rightful ruler could remove it. So a few men in the crowd try to pull it, and it's not mm-hmm. stuck. It's not moving. So then, of course, the prince goes to move it, and it's not moving still. <laughs> and... Then it, like, moves once Eisenheim, I guess, allows it. I don't know how yeah. he does this trick. Yeah, yeah. But um, this might be real magic. So, obviously, the <laughs> prince is embarrassed, and but it's funny because he deserves it. And yeah. Sophie is distraught. She's like, why would you do that? Right. Like, this is not good news. Not the kind of enemy you want to make. Absolutely not, no. So then, after the performance, the prince tells Ull that he wants Eisenheim shut the fuck down. Because he embarrassed him and he's a little baby. So then <laughs> later, Sophie goes to see Eisenheim in his house, his cabin yeah. out in fucking middle of nowhere. And their sexual tension finally breaks and they totally uh-huh. do it. Yeah. And <laughs> she's wearing nothing but the pendant, just like Titanic. <laughs> so it's a very 1900s thing to do. <laughs> just wear your necklace. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old that timey lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what necklaces I have. I have my Libra necklace. That'd be a very <laughs> Libra thing to do. <laughs> it would. It would be the most Libra thing to do. <laughs> anyway, so after their little shindig, they're talking, and she tells him about the fucking batshit plan the prince has, uh-huh. where he wants to take Sophie to Budapest. Announce their engagement and then gain the alliance from Hungary. Hung- Why did I write that like that? Hungary. <laughs> Hungary. I was like Hungary. Anyway, gain his alliance and then overthrow his father, who's currently the emperor, which is crazy. And he needs Sophie for this because her family has ties. Sophie doesn't want this, obviously. And Eisenheim asks if Sophie really wants to run away with him. And she says yes. And then it cuts. So we're kind of thinking like, okay, there's going to be some plan here. They're going to finally do it. They're going to run away. So the next day, the theater shut down. Eisenheim's manager is pissed, obviously, because they were getting very big and making mad money. Yeah, and And Eisenheim made a bad choice. Sorry. He did. He he has ego got the best of him. Yeah, no, definitely. He got a little sassy, a little spicy, uh-huh. and, you know, it fucked shit up. So, uh-huh. but, you know, the prince is a dick and he's got his girl, so he's going to do yeah. what he must, I guess. Yes. So, Eisenheim then goes to the bank. It takes out all his money and uh-huh. puts it all in a suitcase. And Ul's men at this point are keeping an eye on him. So, one of them sees him walking with the suitcase to a carriage where Sophie is and they kiss in public, which I was like, oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Which yeah. I think it was like planned a little bit I later on the movie, was. but yeah. at this point I was like, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" Yes, so. <laughs> yes. 
Um, obviously, this guy snitches, and Uul lets the prince know what's going on. And the prince is upset, but he doesn't seem super pissed. Like, he doesn't... Mm-hmm. I don't think he cares that much about Sophie, obviously. Yeah. But he's kind of like, well, I need Sophie for this alliance, so this sucks. Yes. That night, Sophie is waiting in his office for the prince to come, and the prince, he goes in there, and he's accusing her of being a hussy. Yeah. And he doesn't want her in his bed if she's in another man's bed. And she's like, uh-huh. well, I'm not going to be in your fucking bed anyway. Yeah. I'm not going to Budapest. I'm out. And he's, like, a little drunk. He's been drinking, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever fucking red liquors in his yeah. office. So he's obviously a little more crazy than usual. And he slaps the fuck out of her. Yeah. He's like, how fucking dare you? Yeah. And so she leaves. And then I was like, oh, my God, like, you're crazy for doing that. But she's running for out. Her? You think she's crazy yeah. for leaving? Okay. Yeah. Well, she obviously should leave, but also. No, no, no. I know. I'm curious what. Yeah. Like, I thought he but... was just, like, going to fucking shoot her right there because, you know, right. obviously he's an abusive piece of shit. So. Yeah. Right. It feels like you, if if anything, it would have been smarter for her to be like, okay, yeah, everything's good. And then Let sneak the tension away. tie down. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's not it's what happens. Tr- yeah. So. Nope. So she leaves, and then the prince is, like, following after her. She goes onto the stable where her horse is at, and the prince is following her there. And at this point, we see from the viewpoint of, I guess, like, a guard or yeah. a servant that's, like, watching. And we don't... He sees them go in the stable. But we only hear stuff. So uh-huh. at that point, we hear some, like, screaming, and it sounds like someone's getting murdered. And yeah. so the guy's like, oh my god, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And then Sophie is on her horse and she leaves the stable, but she's, like, hunched over and yeah. it looks like she's hurt or possibly dead. And uh, it's not good vibes. No. So <laughs> the next morning, her horse is found with no rider, which is not good. And so a search party... What was your set. thought? What was your thought process at this point? Um, I thought she was fine. I'll be honest. Okay. I think okay. I, <laughs> uh-huh. I think I figured out what this movie was gonna go for. Okay, um, that's fine. But yeah, I mean, I I didn't just because the way it was shot, I was like, uh-huh. okay, I don't think she's really dead because why would I uh-huh. shoot it this way? Um, yeah, it's okay. You're 18 so. years older than I was. Than I was. Yeah, when I, I mean, it, yeah. So when I was just young, I would have been like, oh my god. But yeah, yeah at this age, I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It didn't ruin the movie experience for me, but yeah. So search party's looking for her, and they end up finding her floating in a river. And mm-hmm. at this point, I'm like, okay, she was given something to look dead. <laughs> I was okay. like fully convinced, and I'm like, man, if yeah. she's actually dead, I'm like gonna be really yeah. Yeah, bummed upset. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so she's. It looks dead as fuck, and mm-hmm. the cause of death seems to be that she bled to death from the wound yes. on her neck. Yep. yep. And so Ul is trying to see her, and the coroner's like, "Yo, yo, chill, chill." So even uh-huh. that was kind of like, okay, you know, there's something a little going on here. Yeah. But the coroner gives Ul a small gem that was found in a fold of her dress, and at this yes. point, I was like, okay, that gem is obviously from the sword. But yeah. Ul does not put two and two together. No, and I'm like, bro. No. Your your yeah. chief inspector. Yeah, I know. So he just ignores it, but he takes it anyway. So yeah. Eisenheim's obviously blaming the prince. He's devastated, and old uh-huh. like nah, nah, like it's not. And yeah. a week later, some rando was arrested. They don't even say who it was. They were just right. like, oh, 
some dude was arrested he, for the murder. <laughs> and you never find out if his man ever gets out of jail or... No, he might have no. not killed for this. Right. this was legit a princess that was yeah. <laughs> So R.I.P. to random that, man. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, Eisenheim is putting on a different type of illusion show. Mm-hmm. And this shit had me tripped up. I uh-huh. was like... I was literally like, what the fuck's going on? So, <laughs> basically, <laughs> he finds a theater, a new theater, and the show includes summoning ghosts. I don't know. Uh-huh. So, he's, like, on stage, and it's a little spooky, and he's sweating on stage, and he's straining, and he, and he kind of pulls forth a ghostly hologram. And it's uh-huh. a very clear, like, looking hologram of a person. And uh-huh. the person's talking back and forth with the audience. The audience is like, oh, are you a ghost? Mm-hmm. How did you die? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how mm-hmm. the fuck was this trick done? And I looked uh-huh. a bit more into how it could have been done. But yeah. I was still like, oh, no, man. This had to take a lot of fucking mirrors and shit. Yeah, literal um, smoke and mirrors. And yeah. I I would I would pay money to go to a show where they recreated oh my all God, of yeah. the old-fashioned tricks of the day because... Obviously, like knowing what we know now, right? You would be you'd be able to be more aware of it. But I would be so fascinated to see. Basically, it was like ye olden CGI. Like they were yeah. just no, they using... got creative as shit. <laughs> they really did. And what I was reading online was it's just like technology was not pervasive back then. <laughs> and amazingly, illusionists were one of some of the few people who had like access to this technology so they would use it uh, and no one none of the audience realized what was going on like or, what the yeah yeah they're like <laughs> oh my god i think in the, i could be wrong but i think in the movie they show the chief inspector like oh this is maybe how it could have been done with like a, I think yeah. that might have been a recreation of how it actually would have been done back yeah. in the time but i could be wrong he did he did bring something up it was like some sort of camera thing and yeah. at this point, Eisenham also hired these men. And these men, it looked like they were from China. Because yeah. when he was traveling, he went to different countries and stuff. So he mm-hmm. learned magic from a lot of places. So I was wondering, I was trying to look up if they had a specific name or title and to see, like, if they influenced this type. Not influence, but, like, I don't know if yeah. they had something that helped. But I guess they were just there to help with the mirrors. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But- it's, you know, it adds to the mystery because people right. are like, oh, we're all these, they call them not a great term, but no, <laughs> there's all these Chinese course. men here, like yeah. in this time period where it was a lot of just white people <laughs> right, hanging right. out in fucking London. <clears throat> right. So he's doing these tricks and, you know, another show, he has this like little kid running around and <laughs> people would put their hand and it would go through like it was like a real ghost. And so people are like, yo, this is crazy. And he legit grows almost like a cult following. Like people yes. are just obsessed with this, which is fair because if he's yeah. like summoning ghosts, anyone who's lost someone could be like, he yes. might some, you know, bring up who I want. It ties in with the spiritualism movement where mm-hmm. people were, you know, putting on shows to kind of create the feeling of like they're right. speaking with ghosts. And then those people who became devout believers and mm-hmm. spent their all their money, time and energy into contact in the spirit world. Yeah. Yeah. So Ul does have a few conversations at Eisenheim and he's like, yo, how are you doing this? 
Yeah. Uh, because at this point, you can get arrested for fraud because yeah. the prince still very much wants Eisenheim taken down. And mm-hmm. Ula at this point doesn't want to arrest Eisenheim. He likes Eisenheim, but, mm-hmm. you know, he can't disobey the prince. So Eisenheim then tells his followers, because they're like outside of the, yeah. the police office. I don't know. Right. And they're just hanging out because they're upset that Eisenheim is getting mixed Control. up with the police. Yeah. yeah. And so he tells them that this is all an illusion. It's not real. You know, don't you can't believe everything I'm doing. And so this gets him out of a possible fraud charge. Then the prince decides to attend one of the shows in a disguise. And he's got this really impressive mustache. And I feel mm-hmm. like he was it was he did like a Clark Kent type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that mustache alone was like, hmm, that might be the prince. But, but also, not mm-hmm. a lot of lay person, I think, would have had access to him. You know what I mean? Like, mm. what would you, you would have seen a painting of him or a reproduction. That's very fair. Yeah. So I That's think true. That the, He's not like yeah. strolling around. Right. <laughs> so I think that that plays a big part in it. It's not like on but, People magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like if we saw, you saw like Prince Harry walking on the street. Yeah. Which, by the way... I don't think I would recognize Prince Harry. I, if anything, I'd be like, that person looks a little bit like Prince Harry. I know, because it's like, yeah, he's ginger. But I feel like a lot of ginger guys look kind of similar. Yeah, no, but actually, though. It's like, is it him? Is it that guy from uh, About Time? You know, it's <laughs> all the same. Yeah, Ron Weasley. Yeah. But I loved the <laughs> scene with him putting on the disguise, because he, he looks so proud of himself. Yeah, and he's like, oh, check me out. And yeah, it's just yeah. like a suit and a hat. Like, right, not. exactly. Exactly. Not anything crazy. So he's in the crowd sitting at this theater watching the show. <laughs> and at this show, Eisenheim summons the ghost of Sophie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, is this bitch like hiding in the back or is Dude. she actually dead? Um, I don't know how you like they did this. Uh-huh. And so the audience is like, oh, my gosh, like who killed you? And a lot of people were, like, talking shit on the prince. They're like, yeah, it was yeah. definitely the prince. All this goss. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. the prince is thinking that Eisenheim is just influencing these people to think badly about him. So uh-huh. he's just hating Eisenheim even more at this point. Also, the duchess at that point says that her murderer is in the audience. And no she one did, realizes yeah. that the emperor is in the audience. But yeah. it's a moment for Ull where he is starting to really consider the emperor as an option for her murder. Mm-hmm. So, Ul then talks to Eisenheim and like, yo, you can't bring Sophie back on mm-hmm. these shows. And Eisenheim's like, I don't care because it's the only way I can be with her. Mm-hmm. So, we go back to present time. So, what the beginning of the movie started. We're now there. So, now yeah. we understand the context of what's going on. Pretty much, mm-hmm. Eisenheim was summoning Sophie again. And it caused Ul to be like, all right, I got to arrest you. Yeah. And for like threatening the crown and all this shit. And so they go to arrest him. And then Eisenheim's a ghost, too. This tripped me mm-hmm. up. This was my most... Was this my most memorable scene? I think it was. It had to be. Because I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This or, yeah. The, or the first ghostly illusion scene. Like, okay. anything with that, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Um, but yeah, so he, like, gets up. Um, the, the police try to, like, grab him. And they go, go through him like a ghost. Mm-hmm. And then he just disappears. Uh-huh. And I was like... What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so 
super intense smoke and mirrors. Um, he was a ghost the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a theory online. They were like, what if Eisenheim was dead the whole time? I'm like, oh what my the God. hell are you on? Yeah. So <laughs> at this point, the police raid the theater. They go to his home to try and get mm-hmm. some answers. Ul sees a book that says Orange Tree. And so, of course, he's curious and opens uh-huh. it to see if it, he can learn how the trick is actually done. And inside is the original blueprint for the pendant locket that Eisenheim made for Sophie. And you realize that Eisenheim's kind of leaving a little a little uh-huh. uh, hint there for Ul. Because <laughs> Ul, I don't know why, I don't know how. I, this gets a little tricky for me. Um, So okay. Ul then remembers that he saw something a little sparkly at the, the stables where, uh-huh. you know, the prince was laying drunk and Sophie supposedly got killed or slayed. Uh-huh. And so he goes back and he sees the locket there. And so he's messing with it, opens it, and then he sees another gemstone in the uh-huh. hay. And then he realizes that both gems fit this prince's sword perfectly. Uh-huh. Obviously, ain't nobody else got gems like that. Yeah. So he confronts the prince, tells him that he told the emperor everything, even the plot mm-hmm. to overthrow him. The prince panics because the emperor's guards are on the way and he ends up shooting himself. And after all of this, Ul's leaving and he gets handed the book, the orange tree book by a little kid. um, One of those like little street bastards. Um, And the kid tells, he's like, where, (laughs) like, who gave you this? And the kid says, Eisenheim. So then Ul realizes the pendant's missing from his Uh pocket Uh and sees a man walking away with a suitcase. And he realizes that it's Eisenheim, I guess, in a beard. Yeah. Um, even though he only sees his back, but he's just assuming yeah. because at this point he's like, I don't think Eisenheim's dead. Yeah. So he's ca- kind of, he doesn't catch up with him, but they're at the train station and then he starts having this like epiphany. He starts okay. thinking back and he realizes that earlier he saw Eisenheim talking to this old man at the train station, pretty much saying that he's going to leave first and then Sophie's going to go like, a, like their plan to yeah. leave. And then he remembers the coroner was the same old guy. Uh-huh. So... Ul somehow getting flashbacks of scenes that he should not have got flashbacks. I think it's for the audience's sake. But it goes back and it's showing that, you know, Sophie did have something that made her look dead. And Eisenheim gave her drops to, like, wake her back up. I don't know what he could have given her. Everything was pretty much planned. So she just, like, fake died. Which I'm a little, like, wouldn't, as the princess, wouldn't someone want to, like, recover her body? I mean... Bit of a plot hole, but it's okay. Yeah, that's fair. I never <laughs> consider that about her being a duchess and pretty influential and her body going missing, but... Yeah, they're just like, ah, just take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need the body. Right. So, anyway, so Ulls realizes that this was all a plot to pretty much fake her death. And he's laughing at it. He's like, this is in his head. Like, he's just realizing this is a yeah. fantastic illusion. The, the greatest yeah. trick he could have done. Yep. And then it ends with Eisenheim meeting her at this adorable cabin in this fucking yes. insanely green sprawling landscape. Yes. And he yes. hands her back the pendant. Yeah. And that is how the movie ends. Huh. So the scene I wanted that should be deleted, I had a hard time picking a scene. I didn't think any scene really needed to be right. deleted. But I think the flashback realization could have been done a little different. I don't know. But it yeah. was for the audience. So but like I yeah. said, I couldn't really think of much. So um, love interest, smash, Sophie, of course. Yeah. The side character, Ul. I said Paz. Okay. Uh, he's you a know. little corrupt, he's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. 
you know, um, this is all sleazy. Yeah. Um, not the worst, but right. Um, how likely to fall in love? Even though it's Edward Norton, I put a ten. Um, okay. Because if someone was able to do a magic trick to fake my death, yes, well, that we could be together really well. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So I feel yeah. like I have to give it a ten. Okay. Um, I would recommend this. You know, I think mm-hmm. it had a lot to it. I thought it was pretty cool. It had really good acting and it had a cool twist. Um, uh-huh. Even though I saw it coming, I still, the twist of him being like not real on stage, I yeah. didn't expect. So it yeah. still, you know, got me. I gave it a 4.3. Um, okay. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was, I thought it was a good time. So That's I good. wanted to watch The Prestige again so I could kind of compare because I remember did really you? enjoying The Prestige. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, okay. Because um, we did the emo bingo. I was going to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. I don't want to compare them, but I have to. But I remember the prestige, I don't know, explaining things a little better at times, but it is a different story. Like, I feel like the illusionist has more of like a fantasy element to it, uh-huh. um, which was cool. Like, it, it was very much like, what's real? What's not? I don't right. know. And the prestige is very much like, no, like, this is how things are done. Like, this. And yeah. It, I guess it's, like, more based in realism, and I okay. thought The Illusionist would be a little bit more like that, yeah. but it's not a bad thing, Yeah, you know, but just a little bit of difference. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the twist was not super obvious, but I think the whole theme of making her disappear and, like, it, it like, added up. Like, it, even mm-hmm. thinking back, like, his trick with her on stage of mm-hmm. being slayed with the with the sword oh, I was like, yeah. oh it's like all connected which all is pretty cool. connected yeah it's all connected um but yeah so that's my rating and okay. breakdown of the illusionist all right i'm glad you liked it i was curious what you would think um okay i have a couple more fun facts for you apparently edward norton did most of his own magic tricks that were filmed so Ooh. all the sleight of hand stuff Everything mm-hmm. that was like the the like the trick with the slow orange being lifted into the air, all that stuff. Yeah. That was all him. Um he worked with like a magic coach oh. and a famous magician whose name I forget. Uh oh, Ricky J. Okay. So I think and I think some of the more complicated tricks were Ricky J like subbed in. It was like it was like a what a a hand stunt. <laughs> Or okay. something. <laughs> uh, okay. The another one is that the love scene was entirely lit by kerosene lamps. So by the end of each take, the room was filled with smoke to the point where they couldn't see. Which oh can God. you imagine? You're what? literally like almost naked together, and you can't breathe. Yeah. Wait. So like, why did they do that? I guess that was the only way to light it up, right? Like, I mean, I think they the wanted day, it to or? be as authentic as possible, but I would think that back then they would have had a way. Well, they probably yeah. would, I guess they would have snuffed out the candles, maybe, or opened a window. I don't know. But, like, what do they do at night, then, if they're not? They're just, like, hanging out and they need light. They just yes. can't have light. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you just do candles and the candles didn't give <laughs> enough lighting. I don't know. That's fair. Because if it was just like candles, it would have been too dark. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been extra sexy, though. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say there was a big double for the sex scene. I was like, oh, I guess we didn't really so see funny. their faces. So yeah. maybe. <laughs> really, it could have. It actually could have. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, 
Okay, so basically, and this is what I was um, trying to say earlier, was that the way that they would have created that, like, ghostly image is Mm -hmm. um, a technique using something called a fantascope, which apparently when he was getting ready to leave and he was like, Eisenheim told his assistants, like, I'll leave the lanterns. Those Mm. were, like, fantascopes. And so... The fantascope would illuminate a real person off stage, which would be reflected off of a mirror or glass plate, creating a ghostly <laughs> image. And, okay, this is my last one. I want to talk a little bit about the actual historical event that it's based on and the short story. So the short story, like I said, is a 20-page short story a won a Pulitzer in 1997. It's called Eisenheim, The Illusionist by Stephen Milhauser. And at the, I read an interview. I couldn't find anything about his thoughts on the movie. Apparently, mm-hmm. this interview came out before he had seen the movie, before it was in theaters. So I'm really curious what he thought about it. But in that story, there's no Sophie and there's no crown prince. And Inspector Uhl is, like, not in it a lot. And it ends basically when Eisenheim gets arrested. And it kind of creates this vignette that's, like, he's arrested for disturbing the peace and, like, causing an uproar with his... Spookies. Spookies. And so that's where the short story ends. And so the director basically took that and like ran with it and like kind of beefed it up so it could be a a story. But the actual historical like inspiration as well that um, Milhauser based Eisenheim partly on Robert Houdin, who I had mentioned earlier. That's the father of modern stage magic. And that's around like 1870. And the uh, characters that the director brought in, so like the crown prince and stuff, those Mm -hmm. are loosely based on Prince Rudolf, who's the son of Franz Joseph, the emperor of the Austria-Hungarian Empire from 1848 to 1916. I'm directly Mm. quoting the director at this point. Sorry. Um, And basically... The story there from my really brief dig into Wikipedia, it's called the Mirling <laughs> Incident. And essentially, the prince was in a relationship with a baroness. So she was far mm-hmm. below his standing. And the emperor was like, you may not be together. And so apparently they did a... They don't say it's a double suicide, like a suicide pact. It was like a murder-suicide. But okay. what you're reading is that it was they both agreed on it. But, you know, I don't know if that's true. Uh, it might not been agreed upon. <laughs> the word murder gives me the idea that maybe she wanted to live. Yeah. But <laughs> so essentially they both died because they couldn't okay. be together. And so that kind of inspired the idea of Sophie being murdered and then the prince yeah. um, committing suicide. Those were inspired by that incident. Uh, I will say that mm-hmm. when I was watching this movie as an adult, I didn't even realize how dark it is because I think that as a child, I was just like, hey, she's alive and they're together. <laughs> and I grazed right over the fact that they basically framed this man to the point where he was like, I can't get out of this. And he, he died. 
by suicide. Yeah, like, yeah that's that dark. was. They essentially it, killed him. I mean, they they, uh, they technically killed the prince. Um, yeah, which is like yeah, he right. could have been technically a murderer because he murdered another woman. That they um, say, yeah, goss goss. But yeah, it's like they just totally framed him and he yes. killed himself. Yes. Oh, because he like blacked out, so he's thinking like he could have done it, but he obviously doesn't know. Right, because so I guess he, he wasn't. Just... Also, that's to say he was not fully like he was not drunk from his own drink. Yeah. She oh, that had was the thing I missed. Yes. yes. So he, yeah, mm-hmm. spiked his spiked drink it. so that he was acting out of sorts and he passed out. So it's possible that like he thought maybe he was like maybe he thought he did kill her or something, but I don't right. think he. I don't think so. Like, he always was, like, the... He was saying to Ool, like, this is all part of his plan. Eisenheim mm-hmm. is doing everything yeah. and tricking you. And he was. Well, he, did. he was He was correct. Like, you're looking back and you're like, the prince was, uh, the prince was yeah. right. I mean, he, was, know, a, Ool, he was a jerk, yeah. but he Ool was at the end is like, yeah. Cool trick, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Yo, that was crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But I do feel like also, also, Wool's career just like was was flushed on the toilet too. Like he basically went from he was going to become mayor of Vienna. Yeah. He was going to basically skyrocket through. And then because of Eisenheim's trick and the emperor, the prince not becoming emperor and all that kind of stuff, it ended up causing him to lose his job. He says at one point, I was yeah. the inspector, but now he's chief inspector. Now That's he's true. Not. So it's true. I, uh, I Eisenhower like, just ruined everyone's life. She really did, just so that he could live in the woods with Sophie. And I, you know, I mean, I'm same. not saying it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that it wasn't like a you know thing that other people wouldn't want to do, but probably right. not the best way to go about it. They could have like, maybe thought of a different way. Yeah, I feel they like they didn't just have... ran. There's no phones and shit. Right. Where are they gonna find them? Because Sophie said at one point, "We'll find us." And it's like, well, they, they probably what do you wouldn't. Have the... what do you they could have gone on a ship, gone to the New World. America. You literally back then didn't they just made your your like birth certificate in pencil? You just like erase it and rewrite the name. Yeah, you just like... make some shit up. Like right, exactly. <laughs> They'll just change your name on the fucking passenger right. boats to exactly. a different place. It's not yet. Yeah, it's not like how it is nowadays. <laughs> so they could have gone exactly. to America and started anew, but God forbid. God they would have ended up on the Titanic, and then that's when we get the Titanic. It's true. It's so. true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's fine. They had to do it this way. It's the only way. Yeah. It's the, it was you're gonna the waste way. your uh, magician talent. To yeah, just exactly. Normally escape. Right. No, no, no. I'm also curious. Like, I mean, he must have had a lot of money in the bank. They're just gonna live the rest of their lives in that little forest yeah. house. And then are they going to have children? Are those children going to be little hermits who don't socialize with other people? You know. It was like in the middle of nowhere. It felt yes. like a dream. I'm like, this yes. is a real place. Yeah, it really was. Well, they got horses. So I guess they can do horse stuff. They do. Whatever horse produces. Well, nothing. Um, what? Yeah, I guess they just hang out, I mean, right? Me, if you're a disgusting person and you eat horses. But I, otherwise, yeah, I don't just, know what horses do. They just hang out, I yeah. guess. You ride them. Roman, <laughs> yeah. There's no like horse so they'll milk. Need, they'll definitely need more animals. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, we're just judging the shit out. Yeah, Roman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're very critical. I am. It's just sorry. It's really it's all it's coming to me now. Where 
I mean, I was just like so into it. I still loved it, but like I yeah. think as an adult watching it, I'm much more critical of it than I was. The different back... perspective, yeah. Right, which is very interesting because, like I said, this was mm-hmm. my here for a while. So I wanted to tell you about my engage, my dream engagement. Yes. So for the longest time, I was like, how I want to be proposed to is I wanted someone to make me the necklace. Of course, not buy it. Make me that necklace, the little oh, one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. But it had to be big enough, and then I would open it, and there would be a ring inside. Oh, that's actually a really cute idea. I, I thought you were going to say something about, like, some fucking crazy A magic trick? Shit. No, it, yeah. was, it was literally just something simple and cute. Yeah. <sighs> Travis could have done it if, you know... If he cared. I remembered it five years ago. <laughs> um... <laughs> He also told me that we. I tried to get him to watch it with me at one point. I for, totally forgot about this. But he said, I tried to get him to watch that movie with me. And he fell asleep during it. And I was like, you're so fake for that. Fake fan. Yeah. yeah I don't remember. I remember, like, my, my like, dream proposals. I remember one clearly. And it's really embarrassing. But okay, I'll Okay, tell it. me. So I was really into those, though. Yes. It's incredible who I was as a person. Uh-huh. Um, those, like, uh, musical number proposals where it's like a um, no. one no. of those flash the mobs. Flash dance? Yeah. Stop. I would fucking die if that ever happened to me now. Oh my god, no. But I was really obsessed with that and I was like, oh my god. Like I was obsessed with Bruno Mars, of course. So the song Marry yeah. Me by Bruno Mars would play and be a flash mob performance my uh, god. proposal for me. So, oh my god, that's... do I have a movie for you? Okay. Oh, locked oh. in. I have one locked in my mind. Here we go. I'm gonna give Perfect. you a flash mob at some point. Not oh, anytime okay. soon. Okay. It doesn't fit with our current dude. I was obsessed with flash mobs. I wanted to be one in like in one so bad. Stop, really? I'd still be in I, one. I yeah. definitely loved them. Like I thought they were amazing and I loved watching them. I don't know how I would have felt about being I think that there was a point in time when I was younger where big romantic gestures like that would have been amazing and i would have been yeah. like hell yeah right but now as We're so riddled with anxiety and... right where i'm just like <laughs> no 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 like the it's not even like the fear that it would be someone who i would want to say no to or whatever right. it's like i don't want all these strangers looking at me That's i know disgusting it's... but i guess that also goes towards me cringing when i see people singing to people romantically because i'm oh my like god no that's stopping vulnerable well that's supposed to be my birthday gift for you so sing um, to you oh i think i'm sick on my birthday and i won't be there <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'll do something else it's yeah, fine uh, i mean you've been working on it for a couple years so i guess i'll just like grin and pay. could you imagine any shadow dive party she's like i've been working on this for two years and she just started like it would have to be a song i made for you if it would be and at that point i think i would actually love it i think i would die while it happened but i would but i would love it it would be like the family man you know it's yeah it's (laughs) endearing because i'm not a good singer but yeah yeah. a little cringe just a little okay so next movie next time yeah it will be a horror week so Got a good one for you. I'm going to have you watch The Invisible Man. This okay. is the, the 2020 remake. So this movie is about, it's <laughs> about this woman and she's in this really shitty relationship with this guy and he works for this super high tech company and pretty much he commits suicide mm-hmm. and she's convinced that he is not fully dead and that he okay. is still stalking her. 
Oh. So, yeah. It's a, it's right. a, definitely was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't okay. think it would be good because it's a remake of like an old monster movie, but yeah. I was very impressed by this. So hopefully okay. you like it too. Okay. Sounds yeah, like no a comedy. Lot. Yeah. It's, um, no, no comedy, comedy. but Fine. it's pretty cool. It's got cool things going on for it. Hopefully Fine. you don't get a fear of invisible stalking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, stalking is one of my biggest fears, but I don't think oh, that no. I'm going to be convinced that an invisible person <laughs> is stalking me. So. That's fair. Uh, anyway, so you guys can reach out to our social media on How Do You Watch This at, yep. on Instagram and threads and How Do You Watch on TikTok and How Do You Watch This at gmail.com if you want to mm-hmm. send us anything cool. We also have a Correct. Discord. And everything's on our milkshake, on our Instagram. On Instagram. Pretty much the best place to go is the milkshake, I think. Yeah, yeah. The milkshake's got yeah. it. Got it all. So, yeah. But awesome. we'll see you next week see for you in some the spookies. Yeah, I'll... <laughs>